Hey everybody and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. So excited to have you with me today as we continue to walk through 2 Corinthians. And today we're, we're coming to the, the very end almost of this book. And so today we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, <clears throat> which has one of the uh, probably most well-known passages about Paul and him writing about himself and his experience. Now, let me set a little context for context for us here. If we remember, the Apostle Paul, he's been, in part, he's been explaining the difference between his ministry and then the ministry of what he calls the super apostles. This has been a theme throughout, right? There are those who minister in a way that they have all of the bells and whistles. They, they have all of the flash in the pan. They have all of the hype that their money can buy. They make a big deal about themselves, and, uh, and they seem to have a goal of attracting people to themselves. Now, Paul doesn't do things that way. The Apostle Paul, on the other hand, he, he's not making much of himself. In fact, there seems to be some weakness that we're going to see that, that Paul is dealing with. Instead, Paul's aim is to make much of Christ. And this is really the, the true marker for any ministry. Uh, are they making much of Christ? Are they faithfully speaking the word of God as it specifically details Christ, all of the word of God, but really aiming it all at Christ, who Christ is, what Christ has done, the impact that has on our lives right now. See, you, you might have a, a large following or, or a small following. You might be part of a big church or a small church. The numbers isn't the measure. The faithfulness to the gospel is the measure. That, that's, that's how Paul did ministry, and that's how the Spirit is inspiring Paul to write. Now, now that said, in that context, there, there are a number of times where Paul begins to compare himself with these apostles, these super apostles. And this is one of those. In this moment, Paul is actually, he's, he's boasting, and he's boasting about an encounter, encounter he had 14 years ago when he was taken up into the third heaven. He, he had a celestial vision. He had a heavenly encounter. This is the kind of thing that you could uh, write books and sell lots of copies about, right? But, but he wasn't to speak about it. This was not meant for him to build his platform. This was meant to give him encouragement and hope and focus. And uh, <clears throat> this is the kind of thing that if you, you experience something like being taken up into heaven, uh, it would be really easy to be arrogant. It would be, become very easy to become self-absorbed and kind of have the attitude that says, you know, I, man, I'm, I'm more spiritual than these other folks. I mean, after all, <laughs> I, was, I was taken up into the third heaven. I don't care what their credentials are. That's where we find ourselves in 2 Corinthians 12. The Apostle Paul, as he's going to speak, uh, he's just spoken about this great experience he's had, but now he's going to speak about his weakness. Let me show you. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 7. The Apostle Paul, coming on the tales of this, the, the, the tale of the tail end of him talking about this, this heavenly encounter, he says, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. A thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. And Paul is given this thorn in his flesh. We're not precisely sure what it, this is. Uh, potentially, it was a physical ailment, something 
something that it was an issue with his eyes. He had a, an issue with his eyesight early on when he came to Christ. Uh, others would argue it's a temptation. There's not really anything in the text that says that. Uh, many think that this messenger of Satan likely was a false teacher. He was a messenger who had a false gospel. That seems to fit contextually in, in the bigger picture here. Um, we're not perfectly certain about that, though. But this messenger says was given to me to keep me from becoming conceited. Paul had to deal with whatever this issue is, whether it was a physical ailment or a, a person that was the thorn in his flesh. And so verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Lord, my ministry would be so much more effective if I did not have to deal with this. Lord, if you would heal me physically, I would be so much more uh, energized to do the work you've called me to do. Lord, if you took this false teacher out of the way, it would clear the path so I wouldn't have to deal with this guy and I could put my time and effort into reaching people and to teaching people. You can almost picture the prayer. Verse nine, but he, Jesus said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is is made perfect in weakness. This is Jesus' words to Paul. Paul is three times going to the Lord, pleading with the Lord, Lord, will you take this difficulty away? And the Lord responds, my grace is sufficient. My favor that you did not deserve is enough. What I've done for you in Christ, it is enough. You can endure whatever you experience because of what I've done for you. And he says, my power is made perfect in weakness. See, Paul, when you are weak, when you are struggling with this false teacher or with this physical ailment, and you are weak, and yet I'm using you to do amazing things, to reach people for Christ, to teach the gospel, it's really evident evident it's not you that's behind this it's me my power is made perfect in weakness my power is displayed grandly when you are weak i love paul's response it says therefore <laughs> i will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of christ may rest upon me he says when Jesus told me this, I just said, you know what? I'm going to embrace my weakness. Maybe he wasn't a good speaker. Maybe he was physically um, not a very powerful presence. He says, I'm, I'm not going to rely on the physical side of things. I'm not going to rely on my gifting. I am going to rely on the reality that God's power is resting in me because of my weakness. He said, I'm going to rely on Christ. Do you ever feel weak as you're sharing the gospel with someone who seems closed off? Do you, do you ever feel overwhelmed in the ministry you're doing where you feel like you're you're treading water and, and man, it's so hard? Do you, as a mom or as a dad, does it feel like you're banging your head against the wall as you're trying to teach your children about Christ and some days it feels so hard? In those moments, you know what you do? You turn to the Lord, you say, I am weak. I can't, I, I can't do this without you, Lord. I can't accomplish anything without you. Verse 10, for the sake of Christ then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. 
for when I am weak, then I am strong. What a, what a statement. Paul says, I will become content with whatever difficulty comes my way. Brother or sister in Christ, if you've been taught that the Christian life leads you to health and wealth, it leads you to, be, to, to, to a life of ease and pleasantness, that is a lie. It's a lie. The Christian life will lead you to weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities, but in that you will be content content. And in that, you will experience the strength of Christ working through you. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, the ancient way for our modern day today is simply to be weak before the Lord. When this video comes to a conclusion, um, take, take some time. Maybe be, be even so bold as to lay flat on the ground, flat on your face, and say, God, I am I am completely powerless. I am weak, and I humble myself before you. As a parent, I need your help. As someone who's battling temptation, I need your help. As someone who's striving to do ministry, I need your help. As someone who's trying to stand against a culture that is corrupting everything around them, I need your help. Would you just go before the Lord and say, I am weak and I rely entirely upon your strength, Lord. This is our ancient way for our modern day.